Welcome back to another great episode of Content Creators Library. I've been taking a marketing course and the number one thing I've learned is that you have to tell who you are and what you do. So I'm Jeff Parker from Jeff Parker Creations. I'm a web designer for content creators. You're hopefully hear that every single time because you have to keep saying that over and over again. On this episode, we've talked to Ace from GM Ace and we really go over his editing. That's, that's the big takeaway from this episode is editing. There's background effects, there's music in the background, like it's very much a professional. So if you want to learn about editing for a YouTube channel, this is the episode. Tips and tricks, everything you can know about editing. Some big takeaways he gives you, you know, in the middle of the episode. Really listen to it, you're gonna love it. Let's start the show. What's your channel? I just describe just you really, you know, like an introduction. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, so basically just, I guess to start off my, my channel is GMAs. Uh, I talk about Ecuador, uh, and me, uh, I prefer most people call me Ace, but, uh, my name is actually, uh, Gonzalo. Uh, not a lot of people I think on YouTube really know that, but I don't ever think it's really necessary. Everyone has their persona on YouTube and you know, and their real life persona. So, you know, two different things. So how long, when did you start your YouTube channel or when did you get real about it? I guess. Well, I mean, if we talk about, uh, the, the beginning, the humble beginnings, that was like, that was li literally a year ago, like a year ago, I started, you know, uploading videos, but when I actually started, I feel like getting the videos that I wanted to get out, like the ones that I'm getting out now, I I'd have to say it was only like a few months ago, maybe like half a year ago, like, because. I really feel like there's a big difference between my beginning and current me. Yeah. I think everybody's beginning videos, they have to, they have to be bad because then you probably start too late. They have to be bad. You notice your mistakes once you make bad videos. Yeah. 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 Cause it's like the, so, so do you do this full time? Like what do you do full time or is this? This is, I mean, I, I would love to say that this is my full time job because I, I love making videos and editing and like seeing the final product, but my full-time job is actually being a teacher. I'm an English teacher. I teach English to Ecuadorians over here. Uh, that's why Ecuadorian English teacher. And yeah, that's pretty much what I do to, to make money, but hopefully one day YouTube will be a part of that. Yeah, exactly. Be a professional YouTuber. Oh, man, the dream. So how, how hard was it like in the beginning when you're getting like five views or something like, like you just kind of plug away. That's just part because everybody starts at the beginning getting probably no views. I mean, some people luck out and have that one video that goes to the top, but mostly you're just down here, unfortunately, until you get a little better. Yeah. It, it's pretty tough because like you get, you know, you lose motivation and you kind of feel like, what, what am I really doing? Like, is it, am I doing things right? You. You start thinking of things that, that you shouldn't think of because like part of the, the process is, is that like starting off with few views, few people looking at your videos and that's just part of it, but it is tough. It's tough to like push through that because sometimes you need that motivation in order to keep going, like see some views, see that people are interested in what you're doing. But if you don't see the interest, you kind of ask yourself, why am I doing this? So it's tough. But that's where you have to tell yourself, I'm doing this because I, I want to do this because if this is something, take it like kind of a hobby. This is fun. 
this is cool. This is something that I'm pretty sure will help me further on. Grow as a person, you know? You have to keep like the end result in sight. Otherwise you'll just, you won't go anywhere. Yeah. Motivate to set up, set up small goals. So that, I think that's an advice for later, but yeah, basically if you have like little goals, you'll get ahead. So what is a mistake that you made that you thought was like, this is going to help me and it totally failed that you thought uh, this was going to be good advice and it wasn't. I mean, I think the, the mistake that all of us make, because I think we all have this, the same situation is where we try to promote ourselves like to, to people we're not supposed to. Like if, if you look at the Facebook group, the group is more like to give advice. But we're there promoting ourselves to people who are also trying to promote themselves to uh, to others. And it's like, I, I get that some people might actually be, you know, collaborative. They might watch your videos. They might help you out and they might actually sub. But that's not our audience. Those are the people who aren't our audience. And I think it's a bad idea to try to look at them as our audience. There are, they're not even our competition. Like then you can't, don't look at them like that either. It's like, there are people there to help you. And... It's more, and, and I think that promotion to those, to those people, like to everyone who's in the, the group, it, it's not the best thing to do. Promoting yourself to the wrong audience is only going to make the wrong people watch your videos or try to, or recommend them to the wrong people. And that's not going to help you grow. Yeah. Cause the group that, that the face group we're talking about, it's, it's other YouTubers trying to get the same thing from each other. Really. I mean, they're helping each other out, but it's like watch my video, watch my video, watch my, you know, it's like, obviously, you know, they're, they're just gonna, they're just trying to watch this. They're helping themselves out, but they're, it's not always gonna help. It really is. And I, I've actually seen that, that the same question sometimes in the group and the same, and I've actually had the same thought, like, oh, no one wants help. No one, but the thing is, what do you define as help? And some people define it as, you know, watching my video and subbing to my video, but that's not what people are in the group to do. People are in the group to get people to watch their videos and to get people to sub to their videos. So it's like, you, you've got that, that collision of ideas where everyone's looking for the same thing and you're not actually, and when you're in the group, you're not like, I'm looking to sub to people. That's not what you're looking for. You're looking to maybe get some advice and maybe help out with the things that you know. So there's that problem. And I think that's a bad thing to do. Whole sub for sub thing. Uh, no, that's, that's even worse. Yeah, no, no. What, so what, what do you use to edit your videos? Everybody has their own process. What do you use? I, I find it funny because, uh, I use iMovie and I use iMovie on my phone. And when I say that people are like, are you serious? Oh, you can't be. And I'm like, why not? It's so useful. It's yeah. It's 2021 people. Like you can do, you could, you could do that. Let's say the nineties or something like you can do that. I don't know if you are probably expecting something else, something more. I, I really want to one day use something different maybe because I think there are other softwares that could probably help me out more, but iMovie is great. If you're starting off, I mean, it's free. Is that iPhone? Yeah. Like iPhone. How do you, like, do you, what's the process of your, so you film the video, you edit it. So like, to, for me, there's like, there's three parts. There's like filming it, filming the video editing it and then like releasing it and all that. There's like three different parts. How do you do yours? It's probably pretty similar. I film a lot of the things that I need, like, you know, the things that I'm going to say, 
the things that I want is B-roll. I'll look for it, sound effects. I'll, I'll find them in maybe other videos or maybe online. I'll, I'll hear things that I'm like, oh, this would be great to put in this video, make it a little bit funnier, uh, catch some attention. And then the editing, I like to say that I have like a three, three-step process in editing. Like the initial edit is kind of like to, uh, to shorten it, to, to see what parts yeah. that I want to keep in the video and which parts I don't. Then there's the secondary edits where I start adding in things that I like, you know, like making sound effects or B-roll and things like that. And then there's the last edit, which is like actually cutting out fluff, like making it even shorter, like as short as possible. If I can remove the, sh the even at like five seconds, like, and that would be great. That's like, oh yeah, I made this video five seconds shorter. And that's amazing. And then afterwards it's the release, which, you know, then afterwards I just organize all the things, all the details, and we're good to go. So you're, you're, uh, I mean, I've said it, I've someone, someone actually said in the Facebook groups, you're editing, it seems like, it just seems very professional. In my opinion, just how it, everything flows with the sounds compared to like, compared to me, I have no idea what I'm doing, but like, it just seems very <laughs> in order and everything like, like just somebody knows what they're doing. So how, how have you improved that? That you just, just get better by making more videos over and over again compared to like your first video. Pretty much. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here listening to you say that, remembering when I was saying, I don't know what I'm doing with editing. Editing was terrible. I have no idea what, what, what do people want from the, from my editing? Like, well, what would make my video better? Like, is this good enough? I was in that same position and it, it's just that you just, at the beginning, you don't, you don't know unless you really, 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 really like know about, you know, filmmaking or video making. You, you really don't know what's, what's ideal. So at the beginning, you're kind of just stuck there thinking, is this good enough? Is this okay? Could I do better? And that's what I was in. That's uh, the position I was in at the beginning, but little by little watching videos and making videos, I noticed what made, what made people stay, what made people more interested in what I was doing. Cause maybe people are interested in the topic. It's just the way that you, you express it, you bring it out, like it changes things. Yeah. What do you think makes people stay then? Like what certain animations or what, in like a general point of view, what makes someone stay to the video besides the topic? I think I saw this before, or I heard this before somewhere, but you have to imagine everyone kind of like with a very, very, very short attention span. Like you can't say that, that people, like people like me, I, I watch videos through to the end, but because I'm a creator and I know the process that people went through to make the video, it's like, why would I not watch the whole video? If this person put an effort to make the video, even if it wasn't as much effort as me, but you got to imagine everyone else isn't like that. Everyone else is just like, oh, if this is boring, I'm going to leave. And if they're bored in 30 seconds and they're going to leave. So you got to make it to that beginning, make it fast, make everything introductions like as short as possible or make them really, really interesting. Like what I did in my last video, which felt like a, a mini film at the beginning, just for, for fun. And it was about the topic. So it was great. And it, it's just that making sure that people are interested in, in what you're doing, adding B-roll, editing, what is sound effects, making it funny. Even if like, even if you make a joke that, you know, isn't true, it's like, it's funny. Like in the video I made about, uh, the traveling to places here in, in Ecuador, I made a joke of, at the beginning, I made a joke about, even though I don't really get out, go out much. 
and I, and I put in like, got him, but like, so that people think that I go out a lot, but I really don't go out that much, but it's a funny joke. It was funny in that moment, like that I put it in. So, so yeah, it, it's just making it like that, making people interested in, even if it's just by being a little bit funnier than you are normally. I read something like, I think it was Nick Nemin or something where he said, like, you have to give like how you normally act, give like 10% extra because the video like takes off 10%. You know what I mean? Like you have to kind of like, like do the, you know, a lot of his videos are like that where he kind of pops out and stuff just to give like that extra effect in the video. Yeah. Editing in like those transitions, like moving, even moving the camera around a little bit, zooming it a little bit, zooming it, zooming out. That helps out a lot. It keeps the person going like interested. Oh, did something just happen? Like, like that. I saw something that, uh, Marquez did, Marquez Brownlee. And it, it was funny how I didn't think about it as a technique to keep attention, but it is. You put text, but like the smallest text ever, like a joke or something, something small, tiny, where people don't see it because they weren't looking for it, but they saw it. Like they saw something flashing. Oh, I got to go back and see that. So it, it kind of like keeps them there and it makes them interested in, in that, in that thing, in that small piece of text. It's useful. Yeah. I've seen like videos where like they'll show the percentage watched. It'll be like 110% at some area. Cause someone did that. The beginning with something, they keep going back, rewind it. It's like 150% of watched. You're like, how's that even possible? Cause they kept rewinding it that one little bit. It was just to see or to hear that one part. What's the mistake uh, that you did? What's, what's the number one mistake that you've learned? Like when editing, like something that you mistake that you got better at when editing. Uh, kind of like what I said earlier, it's. It's getting rid of, it's having too much fluff. Like the mistake was having fluff, having a lot of things that I thought were important that maybe like, oh, I can't take this out because maybe the person's going to want to hear this. But then afterwards realizing that, no, I, they could live without that small little extra explanation because it was already explained over here. Like going into too much detail is sometimes good because there are people who like that, but at at the beginning, like at the phase that we're in, I think anyone who's like under a thousand subs, you really want people to like, to get, like, you want people to get to the point. People want you to get to the point and you want to get there fast. So that way people don't feel like, oh, he's not getting to the point. I'm going to go to the video. No, like getting to the point, cutting out the fluff, making the video 0.01 seconds shorter. I think all of that helps. I think it's. It's important. I think that that was the mistake that I made thinking, oh, I need these five seconds extra of video when I really don't. But you have to think of like the casual viewer who's just flipping through something and sees it and just nope, not for me, or they exit out, you know, versus making a YouTube video and you're, put, you're putting more, how you think of videos is different when you're making videos versus the casual person just, this looks fun, you know, or clicks or clicks off and everything. I, just, I imagine at this point, everyone is like the casual viewer, like just going there, clicking off, going there, you're going to a video. Oh, this is a video. Let, let me see what it's about. Oh, clicking off if it's boring. That's why I have to make sure I hook them. And that's why I'm, I've, I've been stressing this out to everyone who, who's my friend, that, who are friends are like as creators and even my friends who aren't creators. I tell them if, if you can hook them at the beginning, if you can do something that's going to make them want to stay, it's going to work it's going to work to your, to your advantage. You're going to be, you're going to probably get more views. People are probably going to stay there longer. They might recommend it. Even if you're, if it's just for the intro, like to say, oh, look, he did this and it was pretty funny or, oh, this was pretty cool. And 
And that's kind of like the reaction I got with the, with the last video. Like I said, the introduction was just I, I, a lot better than I thought it was. And people liked it. People thought it was cool. And, and it's something that even if, if they recommend it to someone just to, Hey, check out this intro. It's pretty cool. Right. I mean, I think that's, that's great. That's already a recommendation. That's much more than someone who would normally just click off. The last video was about the, I don't know how you say it. And so what is it called? Uh, the encebollado. What, what is that? Soup or something? Some type of tuna thing? I, 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 <laughs> I watched parts of it and I'm like, I don't even know what this is. I'm like, what? Then I, I put search on Amazon. It's like $15 on Amazon. I did search it just to see what it was. Oh, uh, man. I actually linked it in my video, but it, it's a soup. If you eat it here, it's much better than if you would have eaten it in the can. And I explained that we go into detail in that video. We talk about the advantages, disadvantages, because there are probably people who are never going to get to taste it if they never even consider coming to Ecuador. But there are people who have been here, they've had the experience, and maybe they just want it again. Although I've been recently hearing that they have it in the States. In Cebollado, you can find it in Ecuadorian restaurants. Uh, it's just much more expensive than here. Like I go out now, if I were to go out now to a place that sells it, a picanteria, uh, as they call it here, and buy uh, an Encebollado, it costs like $2. So it's like, like you, you would love to pay for $2 for a dish of, of like, it's full food. It's, it's fish. It's, it's the cassava. It's everything. And you buy it in that can, it's $15. You go in the States, my friends who have found it, it's like 15 to $18, like, you know, sold in a, in a restaurant. Like, like I would die if I had to pay 15 to $18 for something that I know costs $2 over here. So how long did that, how long did your last video take from start to finish? Just give us like a gauge of how long it takes to make that video. How long did it take? The filming process was probably uh, like hours. We took like probably three to four hours to film that because we did this whole blindfolded competition and everything to see if we could guess it. I made that into a short. Um, and then after that, it was the editing. It's always the editing that takes the longest. The editing took from the day that I made it until I finished probably. And I can't say like it took all those days, but like it took me like four to five days to finish editing it. And obviously I didn't stick there like four to five days, like heavy editing though. But like the moments that I was, was driven to edit, you could probably count them into a total of maybe 24 to 48 hours. Like it, it's probably around that time, like 24 to 48. If we talk about total hours worked on the video in editing. It's a lot compared. <laughs> I mean, that's good, but that's like, you can tell the difference from someone who spends time editing and I'm kind of like, oh gosh, editing. I try to make like it's, the best, the, like let's film this perfectly. So I don't have to edit it. Like that's, that's kind of oh. like, I, I know it happens. But I'm like, let's try to get this done perfectly. So I don't have to deal with as much as editing. No, I know how that feels. I tried to do that at the beginning too, but trust me, it's, it's much, much better to, to not do that because if you, if you stick to that. Then if you make like a mistake, you're going to want to maybe redo it. And then you're going to take more time on doing that instead of editing it and making it the way that you want to make it, making it the way that, you know, someone who's watching it is going to be interested in watching it. Do you have, what's your, do you have any like gear for your, uh, like YouTube channel? Like, like did you use your phone? You use your phone, right? You have lights or any of that other type stuff. Uh, I'm actually like, I, I should have actually brought it over here while I was, uh, before this, but 
I have a, a mic. I did buy a mic, but like at, not at the beginning. At the beginning, it was just this, which was my iPhone 10. Like, and right now the one that I use that is the one that I bought after it's the iPhone 12 Pro Max, which I felt stepped up the game just to another level. Uh, I also bought the mic that, uh, the Rode Wireless Go. And like a lot of people I see, they use the lab. They just connect it to something. They edit in the, the audio, but I felt like that was a pain. And I wanted just something that was wireless. I didn't have to do that. I just connected it to the phone and I could speak over here. I wouldn't have to edit it in later. It was just all there. And it's, it's worked out for me. Great. I bought two tripods, one that I'm using right now for this video call. And I have another one over there that I started off with. And yeah, I think that's it in terms of, uh, oh, and I, I also bought this light, but it's a giant LED light that I, uh, I sometimes like when it's dark, I, I don't like recording videos at night anymore because of that, because my room is dark. It's dark over here sometimes. So it's, it's a pain to record at night. So I prefer to just take advantage of when there's natural light. And yeah, I know. I think my first fix, I was using, I have this other camera out now. And it was the first one was, was like my old laptop. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they're terrible. Like just the lighting. Like I have my windows open. But yeah, you can't even, you couldn't record a video at night because it would just be so, so dark. Like it's the whole background would be black. It's just, it looked terrible. Noise out of like everywhere. It is no, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. You gotta, you, you definitely want to, you, you want to make sure your audio is great when you record videos. That's like, definite but if the video looks better too go for it like make sure the video looks great too yeah i heard someone else say the audio is more important than the video just think about the people who record without showing their faces so do you script your videos or do you just totally like free talk bullet points i'd say it's more of a bullet point thing like i know that the things i'm going to talk about and I'll detail them more. There's sometimes where I do have like certain information super like ready. Like I need to know what I need to say specifically because their videos are more formative. And in that case, I'll kind of script that part, but I'll also try to like improvise it. I don't ever like really 100% scripting it because then you feel too limited to, to what you have to say there. And if you don't say it like that, record it again, say it again read it again. And sometimes it happens. Like I, I've had it where I've had like 10 shots of, the, of me saying this at one line, one line, because it, it didn't, I didn't, I felt like the first time it didn't come out great. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Oh, this one sounds a little bit better. Let's do it again. Like, so it, it's, it's got its advantages and disadvantages. If you script it, at least, you know, like specifically what you're going to say, but if you don't script it, at least you're a little bit more free to say different things a little bit differently. You might even throw in a joke when you're, when you don't script it because you're like, oh, this might be fun. So do you promote your videos elsewhere or do you on your Instagram, blah, blah, anything like that? Or is it just like, just the algorithm does its thing? I, I feel like it should just be the algorithm doing its thing because I've, I've heard of content creators. They, they say it like, I made this other channel and it's already got like, oh, a hundred thousand subscribers. I didn't promote it anywhere. It's like, I mean, they probably know what they're doing more than I do, but, um, at least, uh, right now what I do and what I've been doing during the process at the beginning, I did, I just tried to throw out videos and tried to find the, the group that I needed to, to get them to. 
But now I always promote it on Facebook, uh, but like, you know, normal just to my friends and a lot of them watch it, I guess. Well, in <laughs> not a lot of them, because if I counted all the friends I have on Facebook, like I'd have a lot more views than that. But, um, I guess, uh, a lot of them in comparison to what I imagined would watch them. And I also said, I'll post it on Twitter. I'll post on Instagram and yeah, that's, that's about it. That's my promotion. I used to use Reddit. But it kind of upset me, I guess you could say, that I once posted on a Reddit group about my topic, which is Ecuador. And it, it was, at, since I posted a video, you know, there's some groups that are sensitive. Like, they're like, oh, you can't post videos. But I saw people posting videos. So I'm like, oh, I asked, we can post videos? They're like, yeah. And I posted a video and they blocked, and they banned me for like three days. Or I was like, God damn, I'm not doing this again. And I just, I just stopped promoting on Reddit. It, it made me, it upset me. I was like, oh, no, not again. Yeah, no, it's hard to do that because they're all, I mean, they have, they have rules and it's in place. So it's not just big spam because some of those groups are, I think are annoying. It's just a spam of links. It's like, you're getting nothing out of this, you know, but then it's like when you're the one trying to, Hey, have a video that pertains to your audience. And there's like no band, like, dude, what, what, which is it? Like, it's just, it's hard. What you want from me? Yeah, like, what do you want? I'm trying to help your audience, you know? I've tried for myself, yes, but, like, I'm not saying, like, some of these people, like, the comments in the Facebook groups, they'll just post, like, there'll be a comment, and then they'll just post their link. And, like, dude, no one, like, you're just, that's annoying. Who's clicking that? Like, it's just, it's so annoying. That, that's a different problem. That's uh one of the great big problems in the Facebook group that uh a lot of people had to get, like, serious with like if, if if there's someone that posts a comment with a with a link report it just get that out of there because they're, they're not supposed to do that that's the rule don't don't spam it's just annoying so have you used i know you've used shorts a little bit how what's your do you use that to like i've seen other people other creators will use like they'll have a main video and they'll have shorts to space in between like maybe two weeks later, they'll have another main video, but they use like shorts in between. Do you have like strategy for any of that? Or do you just take the best highlighted 10 seconds and upload it and hope for the best? I mean, I, I kind of wanted to strategize it similarly to what you're saying right now, like main channel video every two weeks. And the week before that, a video, a short. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't always work out like that. It's, it's kind of difficult because you have to have something you have to have something to show and not every week is, is like, if you try to force yourself to do it, you're going to end up throwing out things that like, not cool. Like I did that in, in December. Like I tried doing this whole vlogmas thing, but like relating it to Ecuador. And I liked the idea. I thought it was cool. I thought it was neat for people who like maybe wanted to see around here, maybe see what, what uh Christmas over here was like, but it, it didn't work out as well as I thought. So I, I feel like it's not, it's not useful. Like you could do it and you could just say like, you know, to make sure you have a consistency of videos, but I think it would be more ideal to focus all that energy that you're trying to like, oh, throw out videos like that and make a made video. I'm not undermining shorts, shorts are great, but only make a short the same way you would only make a YouTube video when you're ready, when you know it's worth it, when you know it's like, this is good. So what's your schedule then? Do you just, whatever makes sense then? Like if it's, if it's one week, two weeks, three weeks, 
It's just depends on the video. My upload schedule of, of videos in general, I like to try to make it every two weeks. Like I, I, I want to stick to that schedule, but if there's ever a time that I can't do that, I try to make sure at least the people I can communicate it to know that I couldn't do that. Like, uh, I, that happened to me once with, uh, with a video that took me long, the one with the travel video, the travel video to uh, five places to travel with Ecuador. I, it, it didn't depend on me because that video was a video I decided to make with my friends and I needed them to send me their, their clips, their, their, what they were going to say. I, I was going to, I did all the editing and everything. That was fine because they were helping me. I, I didn't want to tell, oh, hey, edit the video too. But until they sent that to me, I couldn't really like, you know, stitch together the video and, and put it out. So it took me a little bit longer and I had to tell everyone, hey, you know, it might take a day longer, it might take a week longer, but I want to make sure the video is quality, full communication, a full like explanation of what happened and people are understanding. Yeah. yeah. So when you tell those people that like on social media, like do you so use Instagram, Facebook, what do you use more, Facebook? Or do you, do you use social media as like your personal account or do you use it as like a, your YouTube account? That makes it, it's both personal and, and YouTube. It's personal. Like I do have a separate account that's not for my channel. It's more for like a side project. It's a uh, gaming, you know, live streams and stuff like that. But, uh, since I, I'm, I don't have a, a decent laptop or anything to like really do that. Like it, it shouldn't even be a laptop, it should be a gaming PC. Like it's just a, a side thing for my friends, for my community to have something extra to do. I have TikToks where I teach English. Now that's been separated to a separate platform. Everything is like in its own niche. And with, uh, with, but Facebook, you know, I use it, I do promote there, but I re I know that that's not my main audience. There's like, there's a lot of people that support me. Without a doubt, people will probably watch all my videos, watch them from beginning to end, uh, they like them. Uh, on my Discord too, they, they, people support me. But I know that my main audience is probably people who, who haven't reached out to me and, you know, on those personal levels, because obviously people don't like always look for you as soon as they see your video. Yeah. They'll probably like, when you make more videos and you become more popular and stuff like that, they'll probably follow you on more social media. But I know that at least if I'm being communicated somewhere, typically Facebook or sometimes uh, Twitter, it's better than, than not communicating than feeling like, oh, you just left the pain, you know? Yeah. Just being too silent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some of your favorite channels that you follow for like YouTube growth or mentors or anything like that that you've subbed to that you, who have you looked up to? Well, uh, if we're talking about uh, specific YouTube growth, like, you know, people will give you the specific advice. Two main channels that I really can think of right now, Think Media, which has Sean Channel and all of his advice is from the beginning, like been really, really good to me, like good stuff. He even does these like, you know, groups, Facebook groups and everything and, and grow with video live. Like I, I wanted to do that, but I'm like, the money i don't have that right now but right. other than that i also listen to roberto blake uh both of them their advice is very similar in a lot of senses and that's reassuring because when you see that people are saying the same thing then you know it's probably true because if they said different things you'd probably be like who's telling the truth who's lying and and, and i like that 
And a lot of the channels, I also have seen a lot of other people who talk about what to do on YouTube, but those two are the main ones. People I look up to, uh, a lot of, I guess, my editing style, I feel like I got that maybe from, from gaming videos or videos from like Mr. Beast and things like that, because fast paced, it's just the things that they do, the sound effect added at random moments to make it a little bit funnier. It, it, I feel like I got all of that from, from those creators. So, and Marquez Brown Lee, who, who I love his content. And like I said earlier, MKBHD, like his, his content, like it helps me out to like get, get an idea of what I want to do. Yeah. I feel like with editing videos, like if just watch other videos and just, if you actually watch them and pay attention, you'll see, yeah, like the transitions, all this stuff. It's like, if you actually watch it, not even for the content, just actually watch it. There's so many things happening that make the video like good. Have you ever seen like a, a big creators, the, the timeline for their? No. No. Ooh, man. Like I thought my timelines were crazy because sometimes I'll have the main part of the video, like the main thing that I, I'm going to say, the main video. Then on top of it will be the, the B-roll. On the bottom will be a sound effect and maybe I, the music as well. So there's like four things right there. And I've seen other content creators, like I, they, they show like the bigger creators timelines. And it's like one thing on top of another 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 thing. Like, my God, I, 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 I I'm, I'm like, I'm shocked. I'm like, I thought I had a lot. And these guys are just like, yeah. it's like, uh, I've seen like people making music, like music production where it's like 20, 30 different sound pops and all that's like that almost crazy. You, you'd learn to really appreciate the things when you're actually in them or when you actually analyze them like that. Because people watch the video and just be like, oh, it's a nice five minute video. Yeah. My goodness. Do you know how long it probably took to edit that five minute, five minute video? The trend, just all that stuff. It, it makes a lot more sense once you've, yeah, once you've made the video, once you know how it works, like, okay. I get the reason it has a million views because it's set up because it's so good, like just the video, let alone the content on it. What's, what's your number one success tip if you could give anybody right now, other YouTubers? Hmm. A success tip probably would be to, to get better, like with every upload, like don't just upload videos just to upload videos. I, I've heard a lot of people, you know, say upload a lot of videos and, you know, people watch or have a lot of content to watch but get better with each video. I mean, you could upload a lot of videos, but get 1% better every video you upload. Even if it's just 1%, it's better. You are better than you were in that last video. That's, I've heard someone say the same thing. Just take, get better at one thing. Try to get one thing better, whether it's audio or whatever, like per video and just learn from your mistakes and just one thing. Don't do too many, just one thing per video. Try to get better at it. And just compounds over time. Yeah, for sure. It'll help out a lot. So slightly off topic, but what's your favorite game? I you talk about playing games and stuff. Like what type of games do you play? Do you have a, so you play, you like a console? Like just, I just want to know personally. Ooh, man. Uh, we talking about games. Like, like uh, I, I have a, a Nintendo switch. I have a PlayStation four. Uh, and it's hard to say favorite because it depends on what you define as favorite. Like is favorite the one that you play the most? Is favorite the one that you played like in the past and and still play now? Maybe it's favorite. Like what defines favorite? And depending on on those things, it's gonna change. My answer is gonna change. Like yeah. one of my all time favorite series, Assassin's Creed. Uh, I love Mario games because they're just simple and and fun to do. Mindless, pretty much for me most of the time. 
I play Call of Duty Mobile every day, at least for like an hour, because my brother, it's the time that I get to spend with my brother. And I think I'm pretty decent at it. Uh, what else? I, I don't know. I guess those are the three main ones that, that come to my mind. Three games that I, uh, I constantly like, or that I can think of like, oh, these are the games that I really like to play. I'm really competitive in Smash Brothers on the Switch. And I, I don't know. It's hard to say which one would be like my overall favorite if we talk about it like that. But uh, maybe Assassin's Creed because I've just been following it for the longest. Yeah, there's like childhood and I, favorite and there's like adult favorite. Like what's, what do you have time for? You know? But, oh, man, we talk about what I have time for, like pretty much sometimes nothing. Uh, but I, I make time. You, you gotta make time for yourself and in, in everything. Like if you just always work or always do things that are just not things that you like to do, you're going to feel very stressed. You're going to feel very like, like you're not living out your life. Yeah. Yeah. I ended up playing some chat, like online chess last night. Just I'd, like, I didn't end up right, like relaxed for like half an hour. It was great. Relaxing. As long as you feel good, it's like, yeah, that was, that, yeah. that's perfect. Yeah. We have a switch too. A, a, a switch also. I mean, I think it's pretty cool. There's like this, yeah, all, we have like all the Super Mario games or any type of Mario games like Odyssey. Oh, Did you man. guys get uh, Mario 3D World plus Bowser Fury? No, you did not get that one. It's pretty new. It, well, it's new in the sense that it's new for the Switch, but it actually came out for the Wii U. Did it? Mm -hmm. I haven't got I haven't got it yet because my Switch is busted. But um, it's it looks decent. It looks really cool. Yeah, there's a lot of games on there. Wish they would put more like Call of Duty games or something on there. Like what? There's a lot of like PS4, like PlayStation or Xbox games. They don't like they, I think the developers don't want to spend time, put it on there, but like, that's why I want to get a, a PlayStation or an Xbox. Cause there's some games you literally can't play on the switch. It's not a, it's a good idea to diversify with these, with these consoles. It's better to have more things to do than less, uh, in terms of distractions and we don't have to leave your house. Right. So you like a total introvert? I mean, I'd like to say no, but um, I think people who who get to know me, they know I spend ninety percent of my life in my house. Like, if if I could, I, I'm, this whole pandemic is actually just like further pushed that along because I give my classes here. Before I would have to actually go to the place to to give my English classes, but now it's like everything is through Zoom call, everything is here, and I'm not, and I don't feel bad about it. The only thing I kind of feel bad about is like being alone, <laughs> I guess, uh, because you know, it would be, it would be so much better. Imagine like having uh, your couple, like your, your girlfriend and she joins you in your videos, like, and she helps you out. Like maybe she records here. It's me, my tripod and, and all the time in the world to, to make a video. Right. Right. That's why that last video was so fun. Oh, man. How many people had with you it's like uh, three four other people my brother my my friend my two friends actually although one of them i recently met but the other one i knew already but like it, it was great it was great it was just a, a different experience as a creator it was like finally getting to do the things that you want to do because sometimes there's a lot of things that i wish i could do but i need people so this last question was the mystery question i try to make oh. it pretty good 
So would you, would you, so would you rather have 10,000 subs, but zero editing skills, you suck at editing, you're not good at it at all, or stay where you're at and have to get to, you know, 10,000 subs. I'd rather stay where I'm at because I feel like the hard work that I put into getting my editing, I wouldn't give it away for anything. You had to spend all that time again. Yeah. Don't at all. Oh, definitely. It, it was, it, even if the process is long, difficult, it is definitely worth it. All those editing skills, you like I've had a, a friend that, that I think I posted it there and I showed you guys, I showed everyone when I posted that from Discord. She actually wanted me to edit her videos too. She was like, damn, if I didn't, she told me if I didn't know, if you didn't have to do your own videos, if I didn't know you were busy, I would love for you to edit my videos too. I'm like, if I had time. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, time. Where, where do we find you? Where does the audience find you? YouTube channel, et cetera. If we talk about YouTube channel, GMAs, it's, uh, you know how it is. Um, if, uh, in social media, I guess the main one that, and then I always, I would, I would let people like follow me on if they want to, if they want to see what I'm doing most of the time, Instagram or probably Twitter, because those are more for, you know, public. Sweet. Well, I think that's it for the questions I had. Appreciate you get on here talking and everything. It's awesome. Sorry. Thanks for taking the time to, to talk to me. And I hope uh, anything that I said or everything that I said helps you or helps someone out there who probably needed to hear this.